Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, world? You are in tune to the Cowboy Cast here, uh, Cowboy Global Cast here at the FFSN Network, and you got your usual suspects here with you. I got my host, co-host with the most, Tom Tom, here with me. What's up, Tom? How you doing, man? Doing good. What's it been like? Uh, it's been like a month for me, I think. It's, it's been a second. It's been a second, it's, man. It's been a minute, yeah. Definitely been a second, but fool, you know what time it is is man it is nfl training camp time brother (laughs) it is that time i'm excited football they're actually all getting together in california right now everybody had to uh report to camp today so tomorrow's a work day today was reporting getting yourself in getting your stuff together i'm excited bro like the cowboys man i mean we we've got a lot of um good stuff happening a lot of good stuff that we've we've talked about previous um and i just want to hear from my quarterback what he thinking man let's let's listen to what our quarterback was thinking man team goal is to win a super bowl or not and it's truly a bust if we don't and not that that's okay but that's what our standards have to be for us to be able to to thrive and to get better in in this atmosphere and in the 
in, uh, in, the, in this world and being under the Dallas Cowboys umbrella, I guess you could say, is that you have to accept that. You have to accept those challenges. I've always said with great expectations come greater results. So bring them on, and we're going to try to answer that. Man, and that that's straight from my quarterback's mouth, man. And I'm going to tell you something. He has gotten the, the team together, uh, and they came together, man, and they definitely got together in Atlanta, and they were throwing, and, man, you know, he, he was out there getting it in, mixing it up. Man look ready. He looks man-sized ready for for competition right now. I mean, look at look at the legs. He, he looks good, man. And then you see there's everybody there. We kind of went through this whole picture last night. <laughs> we know who's who, and we know who wasn't there. But, man, it's just like I said, bro, look at Fant, uh, uh, the, the young Fant, Princeton Fant. Oh, my God, he looks like a side of, uh, of a truck, like a, over, a Brahma bull. He's huge. It's crazy. So, Tom, how you feeling about all this, man? How you feel about what Dak said? How you feeling about training camp? Talk to me, man. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as, like, what Dak's saying, it's like, that's what you're going to – that's the kind of thing you're going to hear from most quarterbacks. But I just really believe the Dak. I think Dak really understands and he really means it. And I think that – I feel like – a lot of times athletes can kind of they're not able to meet expectations because the expectations that the fan base and the organization have of them are sort of higher than what their expectations are of themselves it's like and and for some of these guys it's like you can't it's hard to blame a guy it's like hey i I just i just wanted to be in the nfl you know i just wanted to play in the nba and like i'm here and like i'm happy and like i'm competing i'm working but like I'm not as hungry as I used to be because the, my ultimate goal was just to get here and just be a part of this, and like now I am, and it's like I don't, I don't think it's fair to criticize like guys who have that mindset. But like I really do, I be, I believe that like Dak's expectations of himself are higher than what the fans or what you know ownership, the organization, like whatever, whatever those expectations. Yeah, I and so it, it's sort of. I know that I know that what we've seen from Dak in big spots at times has left us, you know, sort of feeling a little discouraged. You know, we get frustrated and he kind of turns into the scapegoat. Um, but as we've, you know, established on the show how we feel about him, I think he like I I, I think he has what it takes. And I, I believe him when he says, you know, that it's Super Bowl or bust. Um, that's how we feel. And I, I truly when he says it, I believe him. So. Man, and and you know he he just he got sound bites. How can you not like this guy, man? He has he has sound bites that make me just be like, yo, that you you the man, man. I mean, um, yeah, but this game is beautiful. That's the point. Is every time you get out here and you're in between the lines, doesn't matter how old you are, you play this game like a kid. I mean, why can't you? I don't understand how? What is there to dislike about this guy, man? I mean, but we're gonna talk about this. Let's jump into this, man. We, we, we're going into uh, training camp. We did not lose a lot of people, right? Uh, defensively, we lost nobody. Let's start, let's start there. And we gained a uh, 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 left cornerback in Gilmore, who I just, yo, <laughs> hey, that took and made our defense that much better. Uh, talk to me about the defense coming into uh, training camp. How do you feel about it, man? Do you feel like, I feel because I feel like it's the new version of the doomsday defense. You talk to me. How you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, 
everybody knows what a great defense that that was last year. And, you know, you, you don't exactly, you don't always know for sure what goes on in the off season. You know, maybe who wasn't as disciplined with their diet, who wasn't, you know, working out, you know, like they should have been taking care of their body. Um, you know, you don't know who's who's really coming back hungry. But if you, that, that was great defense last year and we don't have any reason to think, it's like, like you said, like we, everybody's back and they added a couple of guys that, it's like with Gilmore, I think it's totally reasonable to expect that he's going to, you know, he's going to come in and like that's, he's going to make the defense better, right? I mean, like he's kind of getting to that age where it's not, it wouldn't shock anybody if he wasn't quite as good as he was last year. Wasn't like nobody's expecting that he's going to come back and be that defensive player of the year, like le- at, at that def- defensive player of the year, like level, but he's going to be like, he's, he's going to be a good, he's going to be a good cornerback. Like that's an upgrade at that spot. And then Mozzie coming in, I know he's a rookie. I know that's a spot that, you know, sometimes it takes them a year, you know, half a season, a year before they can, you know, um, really contribute meaningfully. But I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, um, think that that's going to give us a lift, you know, in the running game. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like it's like we brought everyone back and then we added a little. And so I think the defense is going to be great. And like there's depth too, right? Like there are guys they would hurt if, if, if they were to go down. And like, we, you know, we talked about this. We talked about who those guys are. It's like, I don't want to see Gilmore go down. I don't want to see Diggs go down. I don't want to see, you know, Dono or, or curse go down. But, and, and like, if one of those guys was to go down, like that's going to hurt us. But like, we got, got like, we next guy up. It's not a scrub, you know? And like, we lose a pass rusher. That next guy up is not a scrub. Like you want, you want guys that you want guys that can get to the quarterback and you want guys that can cover. Right. And like, we're really deep in both of those spots. We're not as deep at the linebacker spot, but that's just not as important of a position group. Like this, this is a great defense. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk talk it. You got Demarcus Lawrence on one end, right? Uh, Behind him, you have Sam Williams. Um, you have Valimi Fioko, which we don't know if Valimi's going to actually play some D tackle too, right? Yeah. He um, and then, you know, uh, those that's our one, two, and three. Then at nose tackle, you got Mavi Smith, who we, we're going to talk about some. And, and I'm just excited, bro, like to see Mavi and to see him in pads, bro. Like that's what I'm talking about. This guy can take two, he could take blockers and, and take on two of them. And that frees up people on the defensive end. And you know on the other side who you got over there, right? Yeah. Uh, but you got Mavi Smith, you got Jonathan Hankins, and you got Quentin Bohanna. And Isaac Alicorn, he, I ain't going to say, you know, we, he was a – <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, he was a fan favorite. You, you have your guys, don't you? You yeah, have your I guys. Yeah, I mean, you right? know, he's a fan favorite. <laughs> brother, brother man looked like he'd been eating weights during the summer. So – I, I mean, I'm rooting for him to make the squad. You know what I'm saying? At the, yeah. the, the defensive tackle, you got Osa. Um, you got Neville Gallimore. You got Chauncey Golston, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then at the other side, you got Michael Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler. Yeah. And then you got uh, uh, Tyrus Wheat, right? I'm just saying, bro. Like, and, and don't be surprised if you see Isaiah Land up in here a little bit too, right? Isaiah Land from Florida and him and sad what happened to that product. But we'll talk about that too. But don't be surprised if you see him at left defensive end. Then in middle linebacker, of course, you got Wolf Hunter, your guy. You got Wolf Hunter, uh, Jabril Cox uh, behind him, and Devin Harper behind him, who who was hurt all last year. 
right? But yeah. he's coming to camp ready. And yeah, then, of course, him. yeah. And then, you, of course, you got uh, uh, Damone Clark, DeMario, DeMarvion Overshone from Texas, ready. Another Texas linebacker behind him, Malik Jefferson. And then Isaiah Land uh, at the other wheel linebacker. But, of course, here's what you were saying, Tom Tom. This is what you were saying. This is one of the depth. Like, our defensive line were deep. But our defensive backs, I believe, is where we're the deepest, right? You got uh, Stephen Gilmore, Nashawn Wright, C.J. Goodwin, and Miles Brooks, who was a, a draft pick of ours, right? Then uh, that's at left cornerback. At, at strong safety, you got Dono, J. Ron Curse, uh, uh, Tyler Cole, and uh, Thomas. But they don't even matter. We still have uh, at free safety Malik Malik Hooker, Israel McQuamu, Marquise Bell, one of my favorite man. I'm telling you. Listen, and then it, it's just your right cornerback. You got Trey Diggs, Kelvin Joseph, which, yeah, Eric Scott Jr., who I think is going to take uh, his spot, and uh, D'Angelo Mandel, right? So, and De'Ron Bland is still there, and Jordan Lewis is still there. We are so deep at cornerback. Like, yeah, I, I mean, just, I, yeah, no, I mean, I think that you could, I think you can make a case. I think there are cases to be made that there's like a top four out there in terms of like your starting corners, your starting safeties, like your top, you know, four guys. And I know a lot of times, you know, you, you, you start with a nickel, with a nickel corner, but just like those, those top four guys, like, I think there's cases to be made, you know, like with the dolphins maybe, or something, somebody like that, that like, there are other top fours out there that are comparable, but like, I don't think as far as like eight deep, like, I don't think anybody, like, I don't think you could take anybody's best eight DBs and match them up. Like with ours, like we could lose, we could lose Gilmore, Diggs, um, um, Dono, and Curse, and still have like you know. Next up, it's McQuamu, you know, Hooker, Deron Bland, Jordan Lewis. Like those guys, like they're not. Those guys aren't all pro players, but like they can step up Ain't and like slouches. play that position at least average. And so yeah. it's like you got you got an average group like ready to replace them. And I, you know, that's not exciting. Nobody wants that to happen, but it's just. To say like this, we have we have a deep secondary, and you know when you're making Super Bowl runs and you're making yep. deep runs, it's not just your starters, bro. Because at some point your starters won't be able to contribute. You need those guys behind them to be able to go. And like you said, we've got we have average and above average guys back there, right? You say Mar- Marquise Bell's an average guy, right? Uh, you say he's an average guy, but uh. Dono's an above average safety. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah, the starter yeah, at that position is J. Ron Curtis. Yeah. Right? So like when I say we got above average talent there, we're good. So position battles on the defense, man. Talk to me. Who do you think is gonna be an interesting position battle when we start talking about our defense? Yeah, uh first one that comes to mind for me is the Mozzie Hankins. And like I think it's possible that on first down, like, you know, that they're, that they're starting alongside each other. Um, I think that's possible. Um, but if like, if you think about the line as being, you know, two ends and then you have like a, a guy who's playing three technique and then a guy who's playing a one or two technique, you know, it's like, we kind of call that guy a nose tackle, but I would nose tackle. I think it was like a zero, like they're lining right up over the center. And like, I don't think, I don't really think Mozzie or, or Hankins really going to do that much. It's going to be more like it's they're going to be lining up, you know, either over the center's you know shoulder or over the guard's shoulder, um, in that a gap. But um, if 
to me, if Mozzie wins a starting job, that's a really good sign. Um, because we know we don't have anything special at the tackle position, but like we have guys that can play it serviceably. And so to me, if Mozzie establishes himself, I mean, really at any point during camp, but in particular early, and you start hearing like early on, Mozzie's the guy, I think that's going to be reason to get. That's that's the thing I'm I'm listening for above all other things. Like that's what I want to hear first, like out of camp as far as, you know, defensive side of the ball. Like I pretty much, I feel like we pretty much know exactly what we're getting everywhere else. But if you start to hear Mozzie is going to start, like he's going to be that guy, like I think we should get excited. Very. Um, and, and the reason why I would agree with you on that is because guess what? If your nose tackle is taking on two, linebackers are running free yeah. and that's what we need yeah. with Wolf Hunter. Yeah. Wolf yeah. Hunter doesn't need to, to, to play downhill because of his neck condition. Yeah. We, we just need him to go around and make tackles like he does, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then, of course, you see Micah. You got Micah out here just on the flank doing whatever. And if you have him one-on-one, there's yeah. nobody in the NFL who can handle Micah one-on-one. Yeah, no, he, he's that's the Grim Reaper plays for the Dallas Cowboys, and his name is Micah Parsons. <laughs> like, he's just it. roaming around it. Like, you don't know where he's going to be, but – he yeah he, he's coming he's he's coming for you like that's, i think yeah. he hears voices i think he hears voices like the, <laughs> like like the water like boy, water boy. I think he hears <laughs> voices. no 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 <laughs> that's good. That's good. yeah man so i think with me i think sam williams makes the second year jump i think sam makes that yeah jump. that's a good one that's a good I one i think he's gonna push uh d-law for a lot of uh playing time like, D-Law's going to get time. He's going to get tick. But I think you're going to see Sam out there a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the – I'm interested to see what Valimi can give us. I'm really interested. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's – I think it's more like – I think he's going to be more like just sort of a versatile versatile backup. You know, somebody that sort of be um, – I got a, a – a third guy in the rotation at both defensive tackle and end um, that could come in and kind of, I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting anything flashy or, or special from him, especially in year one. Like, I don't think we're going to, I mean, I think he's going to make the team obviously, but I don't think we're going to see him on the field a lot. Um, but I, I think he'll definitely get some reps. But yeah. It's not, it's not really somebody that that's, that's exciting. That's, that's not really one of those. I don't really see him in a position battle, I guess I'm trying to say. Understood. Uh, Understood. I, I think you're right. Uh, I think my last thing on defense, the last person on defense, other than I know that Kelvin Joseph is going to be out of here. He should be out of here. No, you do not know that. <laughs> you do not know He should that. be out of here. But, I, I, I mean, Kelvin Joseph should be out of here, man. I mean, he's a liability on every side. You're right. I don't know it. But I, I just I feel like he should be out of here, you know, because he just he's a liability, man. Real liability. But yeah. – uh, Isaiah Land, Isaiah Land, defensive end over there on Dorrance's side. I could see Isaiah coming in when we have you know, uh, uh, you know, special packages going and we're moving Micah into an inside linebacker kind of position. You know, uh, I could see that because you have speed, you have power, you know, you have people coming to, to kind of disrupt the quarterback. And I can see that. And I hope that Isaiah is one of those guys that really thoroughly catches on 
And I mean, he looks like it. He, he, I mean, I've said this before, and I said this to you. Randy Gregory and Isaiah Land are the same player coming out of college. Same, yeah, same player. Same, same build, same tools. Same measurables, same yep. look, same everything, man. So, yep. Um, definitely, we're going to flip the ball and get over here on the offensive side, which I know you've been ready and you've been wanting to go to. I know I can tell you've been chomping the bit. Uh, definitely, man, we, we got uh, at the left wide receiver, Michael Gallup. Uh, behind him, Simi Fioko. Behind him, Jalen Brooks. And behind him, David Durden, which I didn't even know you were kind of telling me. David Durden's actually a big guy. Like, he's he's not a small guy by any no. intensity. Uh, uh, purpose right um and then at the right wide receiver we got brandon cooks we got jalen tobert dennis houston i don't know how he's still hanging on but he's there uh and then <laughs> yeah for dear life i don't know i don't know if he makes it through another camp i don't know man and then uh you got of course it's just slot you got cd lamb Cavante turpin Dontario drummond and jalen moreno cropper um jose bar jose barbone from temple which was a guy that she was like, who is that? You know, he's the other did, one there. Did they, uh, did they still have, uh, is it Antonio Callaway? Do they still have him under contract or is he, did they let him go? And I just uh, didn't you know notice. what? He, he may be there, but I don't know if, I, I don't see him on our 3D. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. might be practice squad. Well, you know, that's not really somebody I expect to make the team, but still that was just a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Mention. He's a yeah. guy. And, and left tackle, you had, Tyron, you had Tyron Smith. Um, behind him, backing him up, you got Matt Willetsko. You got Earl Bostic, uh, our draft pick there as well from, uh, uh, I think he's from Kansas, right? I don't know. That's not a draft pick from this year, though. Earl Bostic, let me see. No, he's from 23. Yeah, he's from Kansas. He's, he's, a, free, Kansas. he's a free He was a free agent then, right? Yeah, like, he was. A draft pick. Yeah. yeah, he was un, undrafted. Undrafted yeah. player. Um, And so... With Earl Bostic, you know, on the other side, hold on. Um, the reason why I think, you know, I'm excited about him is because I actually saw him. I watched him play, uh, you know, being a Texas Longhorn, you get an opportunity to see people uh, from the Big 12 get it in, man. And, you know, uh, he was one of those guys. He, he was actually pretty good. I mean, he was actually pretty good against Texas. And I've seen him do some things that I thought was unexpected. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. Uh, at center, you have Tyler Biotis. Uh, you have Brock Hoffman and Alex Lindstrom. I, you know, we're not even going to talk about that. Uh, but we have uh, Zach Martin here at right guard, which we're going to talk about here in a second. I'll let you get uh, some Zach Martin money time in. Matt Farnock and TJ Bass, right? And then at, at, right, at right tackle, um, you know what? I missed left guard. Left guard, you got Tyler Smith, Asim Richards, and Chuma Idoga, who we brought over in the offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at uh, right tackle, you got Terrence Steele, uh, Josh Ball, uh, and you have Alex Taylor. And then, of course, at tight end, you got Jake, Jake Ferguson, Luke Shoemaker, Peyton Hendershot, Sean McKeon, uh, Princeton Fat. And um, Seth Green, right? Um, and then, of course, quarterback Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, running back Tony Pollard, running back one, running back two, Malik Davis, running back three, Deuce Vaughn, running back uh, 
four, Ronald Jones. Running back five, Rico Dowdell. And then at fullback, we have Hunter Lipke. So let's talk, man. Let's talk. Position battles or positions of interest that you're looking at right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's going to be, you know, I mean, like, there's going to be battles everywhere. Um, but I guess I'm less, I'm not as interested in the battles on the offensive line because I feel like we just kind of know who those, like, we know who the, we know who the starters are going to be. Um, and just because that's, it's not really a, it's not a position where you're going to see another guy unless somebody else gets hurt, which like that's going to happen. Like somebody else is going to get snaps. I don't know. It's just, it, it's obviously really important that you have a ta- you, you have a swing tackle, you have, you know, a backup guard, you know, somebody that can come in if somebody gets injured. I know that that's important. It's just not, it doesn't excite me as much as the, you know, it's not as sexy as like, who's, you know, who the running back's going to be, you know, who's going to be the number four receiver, you know, like those type things. So um, I think, I mean, you know, we talked about it before, but it's just, Who's gonna be who's gonna be number four receiver? Like assuming that you know CD and Cooks and Gallup, you know, come out of camp healthy. Like who's gonna be that fourth guy? Is it gonna be, you know, is it uh, is it Tolbert? Is it uh, is it Simi? Or is it you know some guy that we're you know not necessarily expecting that's gonna make that kind of leap? Um, you know that ends up doing it in camp. Um, I I feel like and you know we talked about this before, but I think. I think semi semi ceiling is higher, right? I mean, he's tall, he's fast, he's big and fast. I mean, it sounds like kind of a kind of a boring, you know, evaluation <laughs> of a player. It's just like there's not a lot of guys like that, right? That have that size I, and that speed. Yeah. Um, so that's the guy that I would like to see win that battle, just because I feel like that that's a guy who I mean, his ceiling is like he could be a he could be a really good like two or three. You know, number two or number three wide receiver. Like he's number one. I don't. I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, it's just like you look at you look at the tools, and it's kind of. I mean, he's got decent hands. He's big. He's fast. Like why? You know why not? Um, It's just. What if you had like a Miles Austin type year? Like. That's a really good. That's a really good example of a guy just kind of seemingly coming out of nowhere. You know, like that. Um, what was it? Was that the Kansas City game that he had that breakout? Was it like 200-something yards? I feel like it was like a Kansas City like OT game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like yeah, – he, he, he and Tony kind of had that connection. Yeah, um, like who are you and where did you come yeah, from? Yeah, I think, I think that was a unique example too. And I might not be remembering this exactly right, but I think it was like, you know, Tony obviously like, you know, he, he came in and, um, you know, he, he was on the bench for, you know, two or three years. And so like he kind of – makes these connections with these other guys that um you know aren't getting a lot of run right and like i think miles austin was kind of one of those guys so um you know he kind of already had that that type of connection with him but uh anyway um yeah i would like to see semi win that battle um and then you know like the running back like who's are we gonna is is lipke gonna make the team if so that kind of that makes things interesting because like i mean they're not gonna carry five run they're not gonna carry five backs and so if they're carrying Lipke, like it's like you pencil in Tony. If Lipke makes it, like who are those other two guys? Like it's it's hard for me to see Deuce not making the team. So then it's and you know like we beat this into the ground. But it's like is it Rojo? Is it Rico? Is it Malik? I feel like those are the three guys that one or two of them aren't making the team. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know which ones it is. You know, one of the things I like. I know we're not talking about the defense anymore, but like one of the things that. 
it kind of made me think of when you were when you were we were talking about Isaiah Land. It's like I don't expect Isaiah Land to make the team, but like the reason why it's really important to me that you have guys like that in camp is like you don't. And I know this is like I'm pointing out the obvious, but like we don't want those guys, those second, third string guys, getting complacent. Like it's like get Neville Gallimore, like he needs to get better, right? And it's a lot harder to get better if you just come into camp knowing, oh, I'm going to make this team. It's like, Neville Gallimore might not make the team. And I know that he's he's not in a position battle with Isaiah Land. You know, I'm not trying to make that point. But it's like, they're, we go out and get, you know, undrafted free agents. Don't necessarily measure the success of, of you know, our getting those, you know, undrafted free agents, you know, based on whether or not they make the team. It's like, it's a success if they come in and push guys and make guys uncomfortable. That's good. That's good. Um, That's good. And we and we're bringing guys in. They're gonna make like Lipke is like. He, I guarantee you that Hooker and Dowdle and Rojo like they're not comfortable. And like no. Deuce Vaughn probably isn't either. No. Um. There's there's lots of guys that are uncomfortable, and that that's good. There's gonna be competition in camp. These guys are gonna come ready. Yeah. Deuce, Deuce may get a a a position at the at the returner. Right. That that might be how we're able to keep him around. At the returner, right? Um, him and Cavante took as you need to, right? Um, and then you know, uh, I, I think I've always said this. I think as the H, you know, you might keep you might keep uh, Hunter at the tight end, right? You got three. You know, you say yeah. we might not keep five, but I think we might keep five. You know what I'm saying? I think we might. That that'd be the only way that I could see us keeping Hunter, keeping Malik, keeping Ronald, keeping Deuce, and keeping Tony. Well, right? so here here's the thing: is that it's like when you're when you're making that 53, there's going to be a couple of position groups where you say, "All right, we're gonna." It's like there. It's kind of already decided. Like there's a minimum number of like each of these positions that we need to carry, right? And then. There's like a few slots left over. I don't know, three or four. And you decide, all right, we're going to carry an extra one here in this position group. We're going to carry an extra one extra one here. And the thing about it is, is that if you have a decent pass rusher or a decent DB, like that is just not going to be one of the guys that you cut. Like, so if we're, it's like, if we at premium, at there are premium position groups where we have depth. And so like, you can pretty much, it's a good bet that, that those are already going to be position groups where we carry an extra guy. It's like, I could see him carrying seven corners or I don't even, you know, I'd, I'd have to go back and like, look at how those position groups normally slot, you know, how many guys typically make the team, but they're not just going to, especially like with the Diggs contract, like, and we need to talk about that. We need to talk about like, is Diggs a cowboy next season? Well, it's we're like, going to talk he, about that and we're going to talk about he that could, here after this. He could, he could conceivably not be a Cowboy next year. Gilmore could conceivably not be a Cowboy next year. So, like, if you've got a DB in camp and you're saying, oh, well, we typically only carry six corners, it's like, but this guy can play and we're going to lose guys next year. You don't just want to let him go and let some other team, you know, pick him up. You 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 carry him. And so, to me, it's like – and we and it's the same situation with pass rushers, right? And so – once you, you once you carry the minimum and then you get the extra that extra DB, that extra pass rusher, it's like can you carry? Can you afford to carry a fifth tight end? I, I don't I don't think so. I think it's four tight ends. I don't think they carry. I hear you. I don't think they carry five. Uh, so so switch say 
switching gears, like we were yep. talking, Zach Martin. What do we think? You know, we, we think uh he's gonna, you know, we're gonna get this contract thing signed, or you think he's gonna <laughs> miss camp? Talk to me about it. You know what I'm saying? Man, I don't think I've ever cared less about like a contract dispute between a player like in the Cowboys. I could not be less worried about about this situation. Like it worst case scenario, like if you told me right now, but he's but I think he's gonna hold out for the entire camp. I don't even care. Like, I don't really care at all. Like, there's lots of guys that I would I would worry about that. Like, oh, they're gonna miss gonna miss practice time, they're gonna miss games, or are they gonna come come ready? Like he could literally go hibernate in a cave until you know the morning of game one and come out and like rub the sleepy time out of his eyes and then just play all pro right guard. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> He, he can go I, eat a bowl of cereal. Just get up, eat a bowl of cereal, and go out. Yeah, there yeah exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm not worried about him at all. And like, he's not gonna like. He wants to play. The Cowboys want him to play. He has, you know, they signed him to a contract, you know, a few years ago, and like now it turns out he's the ninth highest paid, you know, interior lineman in the league, and they need to fix that, and they will. Yeah, you know he's ranked 99 on Madden. That's crazy. He has a 99 rank, ranking on Madden. But it's the truth. He, he deserved it. He's that guy. He's it's really crazy. Guy. I mean, the guy has – the guy has it's, – it's a, it's a kind of a fun fact you see, like, you know, circulating online occasionally. But, I mean, I think he has more all pros than holding calls in, like, the last, like, six years or something like that. That's crazy. That that is crazy. That's crazy. That like he doesn't. Wow. It, the guy who he's and he and he gives up like one sack a season. Like one sack, you know one. So every season, you know Zach Martin's gonna get one holding call, one sack, and one All Pro. Like award. <laughs> yeah, piss it in me. Go ahead, piss it those in. Those are the ones that we got right there. That's, that's what we want to make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah, uh, and Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele is another person that we're going to have to ink. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to really get some some uh, playing out of your offensive line. This is where you're going to have to really, really be smart on player personnel and player management. I think that's why the Cowboys got a lot of people in. Now, let's talk about this, man. Um, you know, we heard De- we heard Dez say that, uh, you know, Trey ain't going to try to hit us over the head. Uh, that he wants to be a cowboy, but he wants to be paid, you know, the, at, at the way that he's supposed to be paid. But if you think about it, he just happens to be coming up on this year uh, with Micah and with CD. It's hard for me to say, you know, I want to keep Trey over CD or Micah, right? Definitely Micah's first priority. Are we agreed? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's the best non-quarterback in the league. Second would be CD, right? Yeah, I I agree. And it's not, to me, it's not, I don't think CD is a better player than Diggs necessarily. It's just that next guy up right now at wide receiver, like if you lose CD, it's a big drop. And that's what it's about, right? It's all about a guy's, what a guy is worth depends on who the next guy up is, Right. And with CD, that next guy up, it's a big drop off. So you, you need to keep him. And with Diggs, he's every bit as good relative to the position that he plays. And it's an important position. But like the next guy up, 
it isn't nearly as good, but it's not as much of a drop off. So it's to me, if it came down to CD or digs, like it's it's got to be CD. I agree. So now that being said, Trey is number three. Do we have the money to pay Trayvon? Do we have yeah. the bread to pay him? That's the question. So, yeah, so I think if Cowboy fans out there that really want that really want to see, you know, Diggs back next season, I think the thing that you need to be hoping for the most in this in this camp this season is that a guy like like Willets like Willetsko, Matt Willetsko, like I think you need to hope that we have some backup tackle that either in camp or during the season at some point demonstrates to the coaches that the guy can play. And what that would mean is that they don't have to, is that they don't have to resign Terrence Steele and they can let him go and instead allocate that money, you know, towards, uh, towards digs. I think that's kind of, I think that's how this works out. It's like, you got to have some mystery guy, you know, step up and like, you know, kind of out of nowhere, you know, show that he can, they can be that guy. I'm not saying that, well, let's go or a seam Richards needs to say, Hey, I can be every bit as good as steel, but like, Hey, I can come in and like play the spot. Like I, I and, and I, I, I agree. I think they should be able to, either one of those guys are going to have to come in and be like, yo, I'm the man, put some respect on my name. Yep. Um, so that that way, cause Here's how you're going to be able to keep good teams together in the NFL. You're going to have to draft and win on rookie contracts. Draft. Draft well. Yep. Win big on rookie contracts, rookie deals. And while we got these youngsters in camp, uh, if one of these youngsters can step up and take Terrence Steele or push Terrence Steele to where it's like, yo, you know, I'm I'm just we running neck and neck and it's one of the things we don't have to sign Terrence therefore we may be able to keep uh 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 Diggs, Diggs. Yeah. we may be able to keep him I said may because you know Dad says a lot of things you know what I'm saying you can't put a hundred can't put everything in Dad's mouth I mean you know yeah. leave it to Dad I thought we were gonna sign um my guy for that went to the Titans um uh. Wide receiver, what's his name? Oh, Hopkins, D Hop. Yeah, I thought we was gonna sign D Hop, you know. But anyway, <laughs> like like I said, and he's over there playing basketball with with touchdown Lenny too. So we don't know, we don't know playoff Lenny, we don't know. So I think when we're starting to look at this, to me, I I, I the big callouts for the offensive side on, and when we're talking about uh, training camp, I want to say this. The big call-outs for me are going to be running back, and I think we're agreed on that. We, we need to see who's going to step up as a running back, who's going to step up as a fourth receiver, and then that offensive line battle, right? And neither yep. one of us are, are concerned. I need Cowboy fans, hear, hear us. Listen to the sound of our voice. We are not <laughs> concerned about Zach Martin. No, not being a cowboy and not signing his deal. That's going to happen. We're going to give him his bread and he's going to get in here and play like a madman. Like he always does. He's that guy. He's really that guy, bro. He's really that guy, man. Listen, closing. 
I, I, I need for, for us to get our parting shots together here. But I'm going to say this last thing. So, T, get your, your closing shot, your parting shot together. Um, the other thing that I need for you to watch is uh, the connection in this offense. If the offense connects in training camp, which I believe it will because we're doing a lot of the same things. We're just calling them different stuff. And we're taking all those wide receiver options away. So just like Dak said, they're going to know where they're supposed to be and when they're supposed to be there, right? That's important. So um, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to see if that offense clicks early, that's important. Why do do I I say it's important? I'm just going to put some things in perspective. Dak Prescott, when he came back, he start, we were only averaging 20, uh, I think 24 points before he came back. When he came back, that went to 32. It wasn't that the, the offense was just that much more prolific. It's just that he, he was able to kind of start hitting the passes that need to be hit for us to score. And the defense, he gave the defense a, a joke because they were giving us short fields with takeaways and turnovers. Now, if we can get the offense to be the offense, him averaging, you know, uh, a solid average of 300 yards a game, running running backs giving us a, a, a the running game, giving us a solid of, of 150, 200, 180, 200 ran. We, we run it for that, right? Uh, this is an offense that if it clicks, this defense, they're not giving up over 18 points a game. You can forget that. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I mean – if the defense plays like what we think they're going to play, and Dak goes 300 yards a game, and the running back and the running game goes for 150, we're going to go 17 to 0 and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to from from your mouth to God's ears. I don't want to say it like that, but hey, I, I think it'd be pretty hard to beat us. But that's a high it's bar. Just, that's a high bar. Yeah, it would be pretty hard to beat us. It would be pretty hard to beat that's us. A high bar, but. My point is, is that Dak came in and improved the offensive scoring output, right? So if you give this man targets and this offense jails early, it could be trouble for the rest of the league. And and I'm talking about a whole bunch of trouble for the rest of the league. Tom, pardon shots, baby. Yeah, um, I guess guess what I would say is it is not a Cowboy-specific thing, um, although... Well, it's going to become a Cowboy-specific thing probably next offseason. But um, so with the situation with running backs that's going on right now, you know, and it's kind of something that's kind of been brewing for the last few years and it's kind of coming to a head now um, where none of these running backs are getting paid. Um, They just – the NFL, like, they, they they have to do something. And I think that that something is you know they got to they got to give these running backs um you know opt outs in their rookie deals they need to be able to um like they need to get they need to have the opportunity to sign contracts you know with guaranteed money for four and you know for four and five years you know depending on what round that they're drafted in but then they also need to be able to opt out after like say year 3 because their timeline in terms of how long that they can be like the whole purpose of like of rookie contracts and like the the length of those rookie contracts is is so 
that like teams can have control of those players for cheap for a period of time earlier in the careers, but not so long to where those players that are really good can't get a second contract. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be kind of a happy medium where teams can control, but then at, then they lose that control and then you can get serious money. And like that, those four and five year rookie deals work really well for every position except the running back. And so they just, they there needs to be a running back exception because the it's a valuable position, but they, they run out of gas after, you know, five or six years. And so right now the template, the, the smart thing for teams to do is like draft a running back. Once that rookie deal is, is done, if, it, if they're really good, tag them. And then, you know, let them play on that tag one year and then let, and then, you know, and then draft another one and do it all over again. Like, and not give them that second big deal. And like, I can't hate on the owners for doing that because like, that's just good business, right? Like we're seeing these guys, you know, it's like with Zeke, you know, like Zeke, he might, he might not even be in the league next year. I think he will. I think he'll catch on somewhere, but like, he might not even be an NFL back anymore. And, but he got his second deal, right? But like teams aren't giving guys that second deal anymore for exactly that reason. Um, Cause they play maybe one year on it and it's a garbage contract. So I think the solution is give the running backs the option to opt out of that rookie contract after like year three um, and go in, you know, enter the market and say, you know, hey, to become a free agent if they want after year three. You know, Edgar I think James, that's the solution. Edgar James was talking about how his contract was uh, incentive-laden. Uh, incentive-laden. And um, he hit all of his incentives. His, his Richie. Um, <clears throat> and that's a big bet on yourself, you know, to forego yeah. that guaranteed money and say, hey, I'll take an incentive-laden contract. Like, you're betting on yourself. Like, that takes some, you know... That takes guts to do that. How much, how much integrity do we think the owners would operate with if we started letting running backs do that? You know, well, hey, you know, incentive laden, you guys will give you a, a heavy if you do this and you do this and you do that. You know what I'm saying? How much uh, would that help the situation? And then how much integrity do you think the owners would operate with? Would they be like trying to hold them back from getting those things? Uh, well, I think that, I don't think that it would really be that bad. Um, just because you want to, you want to keep the player happy. Right. And so like the whole, you know, purpose of, of agreeing upon those incentives is a player is saying, Hey, if I do this and you pay me that, I think that's fair. And an owner is saying, Hey, if you do this, I think it's worth this much money. Right. And so you don't really you see incentive laden deals in, you know, in football, in, you know, in the NBA, um, you know, occasionally, I think sometimes in baseball and like, you don't, there's not really a problem with, you know, owners trying to, you know, get out of play, get out of paying players, at least like really good players, you know, guys who were actually, you know, uh, earning that money. Like those are good players and they want to keep them happy and like, you know, acting like, you know, conducting business in that way, like that's not a good way to keep to keep your stars happy. Like, I think it's not really going to come down to integrity. It's just going to come down to when the union, the players' union representatives, get in the get in a room with the owners, and you know, 
they have their list of 10, the players have their list of 10 things that they want. And the owners have a list of 10 things that they want and they negotiate, right? Um, and so if if in the next in the next collective bargaining agreement, if that's not something that happens, then it's it's probably gonna be because the players union didn't want it bad enough. Because you can get it's like it's like with the it's like with the marijuana stuff, like with the league, like forever, for the longest time, like they would test for it. And it's not that the owners don't actually care about whether or not the players in the offseason are smoking weed. Like the they don't the owners don't actually care about that. It's just they know it's something that the players really want. And so they're not just gonna give you something for free. It's like we do this for you. Now you have to make this concession, right? Like that's how negotiations happen. Right. And so it really it, it'll happen for running backs if 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 that priority of you know getting fair deals for them where they have those options like it'll happen if it's high enough on the players union list of, de- of demands but if it's like this is our 10th you know the 10th the thing that we want the most it's not going to happen yeah I, and, and I, I see that too I see that too um my part and shot man is a little different you guys uh may or may not know that uh I do music and um super excited release the project um, want everybody to check it out and I'll put that, you know, as we are leaving and going off, I'll kind of let you see some things, but this was one of the things that I wanted to share with everybody. We were number nine, number nine on the Christian charts. And I was super happy about that, man. Super happy about it. Um, told Tom and I'm sure he was over there laughing and happy with me as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is, is one of those things that we were really excited about. Um, my my real part and yes, shot, or my second my second part and shot uh, would be, man. I mean, if you're looking forward to Cowboy football and you're really looking forward to us doing some great things, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit the like button right now. Subscribe. Tell a friend about it. Make sure you let them know. The Cowboys Global Cast is here on the FFSN Network. And me and Tom Tom, we're always going to be here. And we're going to talk plenty of football. I mean, y'all are going to get tired of us um, during training camp because we're really going to be coming in here talking. And and I'm super excited about camp happening and, and all of the things that are going on in camp. But for myself and for Tom... And, man, definitely for the, the Cowboys Global Cast here at the FFSN Network, make sure that you keep it locked. We out of here. I'm going to talk to you. Peace. Keep on grinding. Ain't no turning back. Bro, this desert terminates.